Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. We're continuing this series, What Did You Say? And I really, I really, I feel like people always like the idea of learning how to receive from God. And I feel like one thing that isn't often talked about is receiving from people. And God uses people all the time, just like the devil does. And Mm. um, today we really want to unpack the idea of receiving from, um, like what, receiving like good things from people, how much of a blessing it is. We also want to talk about the dangers of receiving from people that have bad intentions or don't even know what they're saying. And at the end, we want to try to help in dialoguing about how to discern the difference and right. what's what. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start with the verse in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. It says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they want their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And I feel yeah, like uh, it's, it's a pretty hardcore verse, yeah. right? Um, I feel like a lot of times when people hear this, they they imagine like this psychopath, like a cult, yeah, um, like a cult where we're all gonna drink Kool Aid at the end. Mm-hmm. What they don't always imagine is someone that looks very similar to someone that you'd like, or. Yeah. Um, someone that sounds interesting. It says right. that they're chasing after whatever their itching ears want to hear. Um, it It's giving this imagery of people that are smooth in the way that they communicate. Yeah. It gives this imagery of, of people just flocking towards them and saying what people want to hear. And I really believe that, and especially right now, like how popular it is to be an influencer. I mean, apparently you don't be. even... There's not even degrees for influencing. It's just like if you're cool enough, you can be an influencer. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's just prime time to chase after whatever is, uh, people's itching ears want to hear. Yeah. And it's not hard to find whatever you want to hear. You can, you can go out and find a TED Talk and they'll tell you that pedophilia is okay. Yeah. Um, you can go and listen to, I don't know, Steve Anderson, and he'll tell you that everyone's gay if you don't, uh, and queer, if you don't listen to what he says, and, mm. and he's this freaking psychopath, and he tells everyone that they're going to go to hell, yeah. and so it's like, if you like that fire and brimstone, it makes you feel better about yourself, uh, then, hey, keep pointing the, the finger at other people while you got five, uh, four other ones pointing, pointing back at you, yeah. but the, <laughs> sorry, that was like obviously passive-aggressive, <laughs> But the the point I'm getting at is that people will look for whatever will make them feel better rather than looking at what is true. Right. And with with uh, with what we're talking about today, let's start by really like the good. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's yeah. start off on a good tone. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the lizard people. Mm. Um, and so starting off with the idea of the graceful blessing of receiving from people. The word from God can come from anyone he chooses. A word from God can come from anyone he chooses, even a donkey. And there is an incredible focus on humility with the speaker when God chooses a speaker. I, I find that speakers that God chooses to speak, 
uh, God chooses to use are people that that have incredible traits of humility and have nothing to gain. Mm-hmm. And whenever people, whenever people, uh, let let's just stop for a second and let's look at a couple of people that God uses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Paul. There's a moment where Paul was used to give Peter a word. Yeah. Paul at the time was the amateur. He was just getting started, but God used the novice to teach the professional. Yeah. God used the amateur to teach the champion. And and this even what I said at the beginning that God will even use a donkey it, all the way back in the Old Testament um, when when Baal was doing something he ought not to be doing and he was about to be killed because of his actions. Uh, his donkey kept seeing this angel that was about to kill him and kept going off the path and then the, the Baal kept hitting the donkey and abusing it until God, it says that God opened the donkey's mouth to speak to him yeah. and said, like, said it very wise. Have I ever led you wrong? Why, why would I lead you wrong now? And it was like a wise thing coming from a donkey's mouth. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel better because I could feel like, you know, in other terms of a donkey, I could feel like that sometimes. No, never. It was a play on words. Yeah, you get it? No, yeah. I do get it. Okay. Yeah. It was a joke, but yeah. 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 Um, okay. I've been better about that. Yeah, it was a joke. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we can actually be just like that donkey sometimes. And sometimes we discredit ourselves and thinking God would never choose to use me. Mm. Just know that even when you act like a donkey, you know, mm-hmm. in other terms, <laughs> God will still choose to use you. That it's, it's all about our humble hearts. And, and yeah. God is willing to use us even when we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the idea that there's nothing to gain. I think that's a very, very good imagery to mm-hmm. keep is that the motivation is pure. And it makes me think about when uh, Elijah healed Naaman of his leprosy, and Naaman said, what can I give you as payment? And Elijah said, nothing. This is a gift from God. And even in performing this great miracle, he was offered compensation, and he turned it down because God wanted him to view it as something nothing to gain. It was completely by grace. And so I think that's a very um, important thing to look at when receiving from people is, do, do they really have anything to gain from telling me this? Yeah. Um, and with all that being said, I'm not trying to make absolutes here. I'm not saying it's always like that. I'm just saying that these are good indicators. Yeah. And when someone is used by God to give you a word, um, it will usually leave you feeling edified, directed, affirmed or into a deeper truth or conviction in some way. Um, when I say edified, it means like you are changed. You feel like you've bettered your faith. You have bettered yourself. When I say directed, that could even mean to whether it's towards something or away from something. Direction could even be a, a repentance. Like God can use a prophet just like he did back in the day to speak to you about repentance, about turning from a from a bad way, affirming you into a place where you're like, man, I really I feel like this is the right thing I should do, but God, I, I just, I feel confused. I need a word. Or maybe you're feeling really critical about yourself and God will use somebody to affirm that direction for you, that what God already told you in your heart, he'll affirm you as a person or an individual. I find that sometimes in my like darkest moments, the most random people will come yeah. out and be like, man, you really, uh, you really blessed me. You changed my life. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I, how could yeah. I have done that? <laughs> um, and God just kind of sends those people at the perfect time or even into a deeper truth or conviction, just in a place where you are bettering your faith. Your yeah. faith is growing. Um, it's a, in a good way. And I found like these, these spoken moments almost come at complete surprises 
or uh, or just like near perfect timing or it, almost like when we're seeking too. Yeah. It's like when you're asking and seeing like, oh, is it? And then it it still comes at a least expected moment. Yeah. Um, and I feel like every time that it's like you get a word from somebody and usually there's an echo like just in the world like someone will say something to you and then something weird will happen like you turn on the radio and it like said something like that too and you open the bible and it said like the same thing and those are like echoes of what god has already spoken to you um and so what are your thoughts lauren when it comes to this idea of receiving a blessing like a graceful blessing from people yeah um i think i really like the couple points that you like pointed out like so many times i feel like in my life when i've receive some kind of word encouragement from somebody um it's been from people you least expect you know i've heard stories of like even young children like coming up and like saying something that you know uh, for that specific person like oh you know spoken to their life um and surprise them because no one else would know that kind of thing but my point is is like god loves like that's how he works because he doesn't want you to trust in the person he doesn't want you you know, I feel like so many times as Christians, too, whether you go to church or, you know, you turn on TBN or you read, you know, your favorite. I don't know. TBN, I don't know if that. anyone watches that. Maybe like our moms or something. But um, anyways, mom uh, our moms. Anyways. OK. My point <laughs> is, is so many times I feel like when we're seeking and wanting a word from God, yeah. um, so many times we're like, OK, let me go to the pastor and just see if he says something, yeah. you know, like, oh, pastor, I'm going through a hard time expecting him to like oh i hold on i have a word from god for you boom you know and what does that happen yeah do pastors you know god speaks to them of course they do of course he does but my point is is i think it's so um on point to know that god loves to choose people with humble hearts people that least expect to be used by him people that are just doing their thing and all of a sudden they have this strong urge to tell someone something that they feel God has put on their heart for them to know, you know? And so, so many times, you know, we expect it a certain way. We expect to just hear from, you know, the, the Pope, you know, to come to us and knock on our door and be, I know, extreme example. (laughs) Oh, if it's from the Pope, like that's it. But no, God used a donkey. You know, God uses, if you, you know, read different stories in the Bible, like the people he chooses to use to speak his word into their lives are the ones that they least expect so in our lives we have to remember like god can speak through anyone when he chooses to speak through somebody and it can be the craziest coolest way um and it also reminded me of a time um where i know we're gonna i guess get into this but um we're talking about like the the verse that you use at the beginning our itching ears sometimes we just want to hear something specific that justifies maybe what we're doing or living in um or you know that may not be the best thing to do going there huh yeah (laughs) and so many times god may speak to us but we hear it the way we want to hear it oh man that was yeah. I was trying to make this just a feel-good message, too. Yeah, and I always mess it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to take that yeah. part, but not the other part about, like, maybe having to make some of the crooked paths straight. I don't know. But my point is, is there was one time um, in our experience of ministry, I'm not going to give specific details, but where somebody um, knew this person and what they were about and what they were struggling with that was a confidential issue but they were struggling and trying to seek god and trying to overcome it but they knew that and instead of just 
allowing God to speak or just not saying anything if God didn't tell you something. They spoke and said, hey, in so many words, they prayed over them and, and um, edified the actual sin that they were living in and said, just do, like, continue in this way. God will accept you however. God accepts everyone, yes. But, my, but my God will accept you however you are, blah, blah, blah. And after that person, he, that person said, um, told different people, I finally feel like I can just be this and do this and live in this sin and, and be okay. And they, they um, chose to begin to um, explore that sin and live it out 100%. Ouch. And, and so I guess my point is with that, we all struggle with sin, okay? We're all, you know, we all have different things, but at the end of the day, God is working in our hearts to give us the life he has for us. And sometimes that means removing those things and him working in that. And so sometimes people just want to people please and they just want to speak into your life um, to feel good about themselves, yeah. to be like, oh, this is what they want to hear. And then you hear that as, that's what I want to hear. Okay, now I can continue and the life I was living, that is not the best life for me. And I know that kind of went on a tangent, but I yeah. guess my point is, is God, you know, you can tell when somebody's being genuine and humble, when they're speaking life into you, you know, when they're speaking God's word. But sometimes we can't just go whatever to whoever or listen to whatever that does that itching of our ear, you know, yeah. this is what I want to hear so I can be justified to continue down this path that really I know isn't for me. Wow. You know, okay, so I kind of went on a tangent, but Man, that's... that was pretty intense. Yeah, I know. Um, we're starting off with the nice stuff, but just be not careful. Not anymore. Just I mean, we're be, past that. Yeah. We're past the nice stuff, okay? You just have okay? to be careful is all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, um, what, what, that's a really great segue into what we're talking about next, and that's the dangerous consequences of believing people. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we started off, uh, we tried to start off with the graceful blessing of receiving yeah. from people. But now we're going to talk about the dangers of believing people. There's a big difference from receiving from someone and believing somebody. Mm-hmm. Receiving someone is like you're receiving it from God himself. It's almost like that person is out of the equation. Believing somebody is it's really more so filtered through that person. Yeah, if that makes sense. And what Lauren's describing is that idea of like just listening for what you want to hear, but blocking out what you need to hear. That's um, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and what you're doing is it's like what there's a classic version of like making your own god, forming yeah. in, forming your own idol, and just really creating what you want to hear. And and just to just to make it easy for all of us, yeah. God will not tell you something that's contrary to his word and so like let's say i don't know like you uh you're just praying about this person that you like and you're like well i mean things are getting really you know intimate and you know i like we just always go so far and i think that i'm gonna just give in and start having sex with them yeah like it's ever like that kind of thought process right (laughs) it's more so like just gets hot and heavy and goes to that but the idea of uh, it's very it's a classic situation to use yeah. the idea of like well we're in love and so God told me it's okay yeah that's even in the Bible it says when people had sex in Deuteronomy it says if you had sex with a virgin if you had sex with this person and y'all aren't married then go and pay the dowry and get married yeah. like he's very it, like God has a lot of very practical moments where it's like all right y'all did it like we don't have to dwell on it but y'all need to get married now yeah. like y'all need the responsibility the weight of responsibility to go with that sex because yeah. y'all are going to just ruin each other's emotions and hearts without adding that response and con- committing that to each other. Yeah. And so 
uh, I hope that's like a clear example of what Lauren's describing is the idea of like trying to manipulate a, a <laughs> something that you want yeah. that's contrary to God's word. It yeah. just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, and so going into the dangers of and consequences of believing people, um, I wrote here lizard people okay. um, because I've kind of been on this thing that where I feel like there's certain people that just like, I, I don't know if y'all have heard the, have you heard the, the conspiracy of lizard people? I have vaguely. Lizard people roaming the earth, filling the mm. spots of political power, Crazy. forming to one of whatever image they need to be in order to possess that power. That's scary. So, it's an extreme uh, uh, conspiracy, but I feel like there's some like legit lizard people. Yeah, <laughs> like, like just in general, like, like not not know. actually lizards, but people that will just form to whatever mm. the culture is going into right now. That's crazy. Um, and it's. It all is for the sense of gaining something, yeah. whether it's to be liked, mm-hmm. whether it's power. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys, I've been kind of, I'm trying not to like get like my opinion mixed into the message today, yeah. but I've been kind of like frustrated with seeing, I mean, it's getting old, everybody's opinion on social media. Mm-hmm. Like Lauren's been telling me like, you need to just take a break yeah. um, looking at that stuff. But I just get, it's like, I see what people say sometimes. I'm like, man, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like so crazy. Yeah. And what I, there's some people that I know and all of a sudden they're either like the most, um, they're either the most like Republican person in the world and they're like fighting the good fight. And I was like, man, I remember like three years ago, you're saying not my president, F him. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. and, and there's other people that I've seen that all of a sudden they're like, you know, Black Lives Matter activists and I was like I've heard you made more racist jokes than anybody <laughs> and like it's like you're just dis- like you disgust me like mm-hmm. how you've just you just flip flop to whatever is conveniently like like yeah. a spot for you to be liked or yeah. it's just and I get people change I get it yeah but it just kind of it's it's just like lizard people you know yeah. so anyway that's I should. I wasn't even supposed to say that. But I understand. I, I understand, wasn't though. Yeah. You know, I was supposed it's, to just stick to the message, and then I shared my own opinion. It's okay. It's okay. We want to hear it. Yeah. All right. But so, it's true though. I'm sure they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So don't be lizard people. Let's <laughs> let's close off today. Um, Matthew chapter seven verse fifteen through twenty. It says, "Beware of false prophets who come disguised." as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. Mm -hmm. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. You notice how Jesus really is trying to break it down for you? Yeah, makes it simple. Uh, So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown to the fire. Yes, Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Wow, we could just close up there, right? Have you ever felt confused about like, well, should I trust them? It's like, they're kind of dirt bags. Like, why would you trust them? You know, their actions consistently show you not to trust them or not to receive from them or believe them. Why, Why does... Why do you feel confused? It's because you have itching ears right now. Mm. We all have itching ears at yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's like being with that one guy that you know is a dirtbag and is just using you. Oh, no. But should I stay with him? It's it like, makes me feel good. It makes me yeah. feel good. He's, you know, he's only talking to that one girl once. Oh, I mean, heck no. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I'm just feeling good. You can tell yeah, a yeah. fruit by its, a tree yeah. by its fruit. You can yeah. tell a person by their actions. Yeah. And I really feel like if we were to just apply this, and it, I mean, this is the most like succulent message right here, just yeah. in this okay. scripture, uh-huh. is just if they act like it, they're it. Yeah. <laughs> like if they're Simple. if they act bad, they're bad. Like if don't, they're sweet, they're sweet. There you, know, you go. Nice uh, there you go. There. See that? Yeah. That's why we're married. Uh-huh. The salt and pepper. And yeah. so, getting into this, a word from either a person's own thoughts or the devil himself can come from anyone. Remember how a good word can come from anyone too. Not just a pastor, whatever. can come even from a donkey. Well, in the same way, a word from either someone's own thoughts or the devil himself can come from anyone, even a high priest. Mm. And the focus here on dangerous people and believing them is pride. Mm. The other one was humility. Here, the focus is pride. And I find that the speaker is usually, usually has some sort of personal gain. Mm. And when we believe people that are dangerous, that are, le- that are just the wrong, it will usually leave us conflicted in our decisions, conflicted in our faith, conflicted yeah. in where we are right now. It will leave us confused, not knowing which way to go, or who to trust or who to turn to. Uh, it will leave us feeling condemned uh, for something we didn't even do. Yeah. Um, or it will lead us astray from truth in some way. Yeah. It will lead us down a wayward path, a, a path that is not God's will for our lives. Yeah. And I want to read, I feel like this is a lot of scripture I'm about to read. But okay. I was going to just pull out one. And I was like, man, this is like really potent. I feel like I need to just bring it all I'm out. Down, yeah. Are y'all down? Okay. <laughs> just act like I'm saying it, but it's really the Bible. Second yeah. Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. And then we're going to jump. I was trying to save some time, so we're going to jump down to 10. So it says, But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them talking about jesus let me just i'm gonna kind of like break it down as we go is that okay yeah and so i want to focus that he's saying cleverly it will sound intellectual Mm. but it will actually be unbiblical Mm. okay Okay? it will sound clever it will sound right but it's actually destructive to your faith, okay. like prosperity message. Mm. It's destructive to one's faith. It focuses all on me, even though it takes his scripture and makes it sound intellectual about how God wants it to all be you. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so in this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their teaching, their evil teaching and shameful immorality and because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. Dang. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, mm. and their destruction will not be delayed. And so, so let's just stop here for a second. Yeah. Is this not sound like every televangelist, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it not Some. sound like? Uh, does it not sound like so many? Um, where we are today about how even Christians slander mm-hmm. pastors and, and uh, big speakers yeah. because of how j- just a few have slandered 
have slandered Christianity and the yeah. faith to where it's assumed that every megachurch is bad yeah. when it's not true. Yeah. And what I want to point out too is that it says evil teaching and shameful immorality. Yeah. Most of the, the ones that have given the most horrible doctrines and heresies are found out of having these crazy affairs, yeah. have having, uh, just, it's just like, it shows their integrity was not matching what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. And it, I find too is that it's like a bunch of church splits that, that you may hear about. There's so many church splits that happen, they take half of a church and just a couple years later, the, the pastor leaves and it's like sudden destruction. Mm-hmm. And it created a following, took a bunch of people and then the church just stops because they got to offer somewhere else. Yeah. I see this all the time and it's sudden destruction. Um, so let's, let's continue. We're going to jump down to verse 10. Anything you want to say about those verses? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, he is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire and who despise authority. Man, is that not like 80% of youth pastors right there? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Despise authority, have these sick, twisted sexual desires. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at supernatural beings without so much as trembling. But the angels who are greater in power and strength do not even dare to bring from the Lord a charge of blasphemy against these supernatural beings. Let me just stop here real quick. I want to unpack these verses by verses because... What we see is that there's a combination here of identifying false teachers. Mm. You see, notice that how it's showing an immense amount of pride, mm-hmm. a crazy amount of pride, arrogance, despising authority. Those are red flags that you have to look out for. If, if someone's trying to pour into your life and they're trying to speak to you, but they talk horribly about their own authority like their own leadership like well if i was the pastor i would say this or Mm -hmm. i would do this those are huge red flags that you don't want to believe those people yeah like god can use even people like that to give you a word just like he did with the high priest which we'll get into later but you really got to be super hesitant at at receiving and believing from people like that because those are those are just like what Jesus said. You can identify a fruit by their actions. And here Peter is connecting the dots for us. Yeah. Proud, arrogant. If they're, if it's a, especially if it's like a single dude and he's just always pouring into the young girls around him. Yeah, no, no. The, those are just horrible signs. And they're, they're all too common. And let me just say outside of church, influencers, people that you just, TED talkers, I don't know. Anyone that is trying to speak into your life, you got to really look at this because it will lead you down to what we described earlier, away from truth in a place of confliction, a place of confusion, condemn. You don't want to go down that route. It's ugly. So let's let's keep going. Um, These false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instincts born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand, and like animals, they will be destroyed. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. They are disgrace and disdain among you. I just got to... I got to take a break. Like, do you not see how upset Peter is with false teachers like this? Why is he this 
like aggravated with people like this is because he saw firsthand people like this leading good good intention believers astray people who had good hearts but still had itching ears Mm. and and he saw them leading others astray and they are like those wolves in sheep's clothing jesus said like wolves in sheep's clothing and a good way to see if you're following a sheep or a wolf is how vicious they are about how they talk about Mm. others about how they treat others and you you have to you have to really understand that this is like some serious stuff that Peter's describing because it ruins people's lives. It is dangerous to believe the deception of their teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and he describes them as like, un, like creatures of instinct, unthinking animals. What he's describing is people that, that love the feeling of power and, and superiority over somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's what he's describing. Is that it's just like instinct to take superiority over somebody else and always try to teach someone or tell them uh, how they ought to live their life or how they ought to be because it makes them feel better about themselves. That's what he's describing. He says, they delight in deception even as they eat with you in your fellowship meals. They commit adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin. And they are well trained in greed. Man, I'm just like getting tore up right now. Let me let me pause for a second. Is there anything you want to say to these verses I'm reading before we continue? I mean, it's pretty real. I mean, it's um, like a lot of times we want to just hear like the good things, you know. Um, Just you know, God does speak to us. He wants to speak to us, and He chooses to speak to us through people too. He does it in all kinds of ways. But the truth is, it's so important to know that unfortunately, um, there are these situations back then and now, and we have to be careful. We don't want to just be, you know, one thing it makes me think of is, it's not just Homer and Lauren saying, there's bad people out there, don't believe them, like we're so mean and we hate everyone. No, (laughs) the Bible is instructing us to be careful with false teachers, to be careful with people who uh, clothe themselves as these high priests and and Mm. with a good heart and and I'm the one to follow and I have the words for you and I'm this and I'm that, where people are flocking to them, but this is clearly saying, but they are twisted. They are leading you astray. And here's the truth is this is real. Like it's real back then and it's real now. And this, you know, part of, you know, what the the word is sharing right now is a warning to us like we don't have to just be these naive christians that just like it's important to think the best in everyone (laughs) before i say this it's always important to have the heart to believe the best in everyone to see gold before not trusting someone because everyone deserves that but going back to the verse that says you can tell a tree by its fruit it's simple If you begin to see these signs, you know, you can't be so naive that you're like, well, they're the pastor, they're a leader, they're spiritual, or they read their Bible, or they're this, or they portray themselves as this perfect Christian. Of course, I can trust them. Well, here's the thing is that there's people like that, that you can trust, but there's also people that appear to be like that, that you simply can't. So we're not just trying to, um, you know, just... Um, call out these people that are actually having good hearts. No, the truth is, is that there are people out there 
with deceptive hearts and will try to lead you or anyone they can astray. And that's dangerous. And the heart of God, you know, does not want that for his people. And just like you said, there's good people with willing hearts to are so ready to hear God, are so ready to follow him, are so ready genuinely to know God. And all of a sudden these deceptive snakes come in and they begin to just speak to this vulnerable heart that's just open and ready. And, and because, you know, I feel like I've, um, by the grace of God, grown in my in being naive, <laughs> because I I feel like at the beginning of my Christian walk, or just me as a person, but the beginning of my Christian walk specifically, I was like, well, everyone's Christian, like the people I know are Christian, so everyone's nice and everyone has good intentions, and no, and I began to see some of the ugly side of church and Christianity, and I was just like, that's weird, like I didn't <laughs> expect you to literally tell me that you hate this person. I thought we we're Christians, or I didn't literally expect you to bash this person or say this and I remember being so confused because I was like well you're this or you're that or this is your position or this is what you present yourself so I should trust you anyways and maybe I just don't get it but I began to learn that wait a second that's kind of like not a good fruit (laughs) that's kind of like something I should look out for and begin to be strong and knowledgeable in so I'm not swayed by everything this person says or that person says because now I'm identifying that you know what maybe like it's not the best person to receive from you know it's not the best person to receive from if they're still kind of in this awkward place in their faith or (laughs) or all the way on the other side where they're just you know there's some people unfortunately that are not that say they're for God but totally for the enemy and they're trying to deceive people because it's that's just the truth so it just the truth is is like this is the truth (laughs) and we have to be aware we can't just be naive christians and be like oh no that's y'all are crazy this is what the bible says so we need to know the good and we need to know the bad so we can navigate through receiving from people yeah so yeah you know it's so powerful as you're thinking about that and you're talking about like trust and and like trusting people i feel like it's like i feel like youtube is the most dangerous place yeah um because you just can find anyone to say anything and it makes me think of like this imagery of going up to a, com- a, a complete stranger coming up to you and saying, here, eat this. Mm. And would you just eat it? Would you eat food from a complete stranger? I hope not. I wouldn't even, there, we have neighbors that offered us apples one time. I was like, hey, get back. <laughs> it was like, just apples, just clear apples. Like we have all these apples from our farm. I was like, get away from me. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> and um, the the point I'm making is if we wouldn't accept food like a soup <laughs> from a from a complete stranger why would you trust to receive something into your soul into yeah. your heart into a way of thinking yeah. from a complete stranger yeah. it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and you know it's just ah like I, even like what you're saying i found that most of the people that i met that that gossip and i was like oh, that's weird yeah, that's then weird. i ended up being the one gossip, gossiped about by those same people yeah. And so it's like that you could tell a tree by its fruit. And, and let's go on. We we got to get past this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, they live under God's uh, God's. They live under God's curse. They've been. We just talked about how they're trained in greed. Their sinful desires never satisfied. Um. Oh man, they they lure unstable people. Mm-hmm. Here we go. They have wandered off the right road and followed the footsteps of Balaam, son of Beor who love to earn money by doing wrong. 
But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. That's what we were talking about earlier. These people are as useless as dried up springs or as a mist blown away by the wind. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting, with an appeal to twisted sexual desires. They lure back into sin those who have barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. I want to point out that he even references that they were once on the right road. Mm -hmm. They were once on the right road, but were led into greed, into twisted sexual desires, into being just enslaved to whatever controls you. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just so incredibly dangerous to follow people. Look, we're putting ourselves in the boat of being like, be skeptical. We're if we're strangers to you, you have to be. You have to really. I feel like the only way you could really do this is by reading the Bible yourself. Yeah. And unless you do that, you don't know what the hell people are telling you. You don't know if they're telling you the truth, if they're making it up. Uh, it, I want to just point out like a. A really funny situation. Let's bring the tone back a little bit. Okay, yeah. Because we were like, you know, all heavy, like they're, they're foolish animals. Yeah. But let's let's bring the tone back because every time we're being either used or abused by people like this, when we listen to these dangerous, deceptive people, and I want to just like use a really lighthearted example. Okay. It's the idea that, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, the idea that all animals uh, just die. That that okay. animals don't go to heaven. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that a popular belief? Some people think they do. Some people think they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a popular belief I remember. Yeah. Where I literally was at a school, and I saw this girl just kind of being surrounded by these other like youth leaders, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And this girl was on the verge of crying, and she's like, "Well, we just told her her dog isn't in heaven." I was like. <laughs> Well, that seems like super edifying. Um, I was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, we're telling her that the Bible uh, says that her dog uh, isn't going to heaven or anything. I said, well, what scripture is there that says that her dog's not going to heaven? And there wasn't any person that could tell me, you know, that yeah. <laughs> a scripture like that. And it's a biblical scripture just like to pull out. And there, there wasn't any scripture to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Ecclesiastes says that Man is no greater than animals because both die and no one knows no one knows or can prove if they can go if they go up or down. Mm. And, and so if anything there's more scripture to prove that that there's more scripture to prove that that animals that do go to heaven it, it talks about all this imagery and, and revelation about animals and that a, a child could play with a viper you know that's in heaven. Imagine. Uh that will, the lamb will lay down with the lion and they're just like well I don't know about all that. It's like, so you just believe, <laughs> you yeah. just believe that whatever you're told, you don't look in the Bible yourself. Yeah. And I went and told that girl, I was like, Hey, you're dude, don't worry about it. I'm sure your dog is in heaven. Just God, once you get there, you're going to be so happy. If he's there or not, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. But she's like, so there's not a scripture that says he's not in heaven. I was like, there's not. And she, she stopped crying. It was better. But I just thought, this is such a stupid thing that people were, were so believing like a hundred percent set on and they didn't even have any biblical context for destroying this girl's dream of yeah. seeing her dog again. <laughs> um, and so the, 
you know, I want to make it a little lighter tone, but that's that's how destructive following false teachings will do to where if you really get down the wayward path, you'll be destroying other people too. You'll be a part of the destruction of deception and being a danger to others. And you won't even know it because you're you're just following the wind. You're just following whoever tells you whatever you want to hear that day. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't know how many times we've heard we would tell young couples to stay pure and that if they really, you know, we put them on the path of, to, of marriage and we had somebody that was supposedly spiritual oh, and yeah. going to church and all that saying, well, if you just can't, you know, you don't need to get married, just have sex and get it out of your system. And it's like completely contrary to what the Bible teaches. Yeah, it was weird. And, you know, I want to point out that most of those people that suggested that ended up getting divorced themselves mm-hmm. later. And so it's like, you know, who are you listening to? Yeah. Who, who are you receiving from? Who are you believing? Last scripture, Paul, Act, Act, the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 29 through 30. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. It's like Paul knew about Instagram before it was, oh, there was any followers. <laughs> I, there's so many. I, I thought last. I'm getting all into the st- stories today. Okay, yeah. I thought one really funny uh, thing mm-hmm. that's in reference to this. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a time where I was following like hashtag Jesus memes. I thought it was going to be a funny meme page that were like Christians. Yeah. It ended up just being like memes of just like bashing churches and, oh. and popular pastors like this isn't edifying at all this that, is just no. ugly mm-hmm. and and uh and someone someone was while they were bashing a popular pastor they had created following by you know by going into like this weird mantra and i i looked at some of the comments on her posts and people started attacking her saying well we uh we feel like you've now, now you're uh, too famous and that you have too many followers. And they're like, no, I'm not. It's like just this, this complete like chameleon of like trying to form into whatever can draw a following. And, and it's only to benefit you. And you'll attack others in order to get a following yeah. it, it, for yourself so that you can rise while other people are lowered. It's disgusting. And whenever you see that, you need to watch out for it and really run away from people like that. Yeah. Now let's look at the final. All right, we're at the end, okay? okay. The importance of, the importance of I didn't know that we were going to stay that long on that topic. It just it gets heated. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. sorry no, if that no. was, you know. I think it was good. It was good. Now yeah. we're just going to close it up. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the importance of knowing how to tell the difference. First John chapter 4 verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Hey, that's gross. That's crazy, right? That's yeah. just, that says it by itself. I don't even need to t- talk yeah. for three more minutes about that. <laughs> we must understand that position can be both divine and questionable. Mm. Position can be both divine and questionable. In, in John chapter 11, verse 49, let me just read it real quick. This is a person that condemned Jesus to die. Caiaphas, who was a high priest at the time, high priest, position, said, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not say this on his own as high priest. As a high priest at the time, 
he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation, and not only the, that nation, but to bring together and unite all of the children of God scattered around the world. And so this is a, a instance where it's like a it's like both at the same time, where his position means something, and so God God honors position, mm-hmm. but. Because he was corrupt, his position was also questionable. So God used him to speak a truth even while he was doing something so wicked by condemning an innocent man to die. Mm. And we must understand that, that you, you should have a level of a surface level of trust when it comes to position, like a pastor or, or a, an author, a spiritual authority figure like that. Yeah. But... If it is ever, if there's, if their integrity is ever questionable, or if the they have any red flags, if something they say is just unbiblical, or they they have like a sign of like, um, just something like way off, Immorality. then that question you have should make you really take whatever they say with a grain of salt, yeah. and that you should really test it, just like John says, test it to scripture, because not every spirit that speaks is from God. Yeah. Um, we also must understand that the ability to receive is dependent on us mm-hmm. and that we can always grow from whatever we hear or receive. And so even if someone, uh, uh, the reason I wanted to touch on this is the idea that I've heard a lot of people say like, well, I'm just not receiving at that church. <laughs> and and that's that sounds really spiritual. Like you're just so smart. You're smarter than everybody there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what you receive is dependent on you and your your humility and your ability to just like even take what's being said and seeing like how how can I really unpack this more like do some digging yourself and what I find that a a lot of times I've heard people say stuff like that I'm not saying all the time maybe some of y'all were like well that's why I gave him the grape top Mm -hmm. you know because I wanted to receive more but I guess I should go back just stay here it's fine (laughs) but the, it's more the heart behind the it. heart yeah. behind you know wanting to grow and all that. But what I'm saying is that it's receiving something is like eating fish. You eat the meat and spit out the bones. Mm. And there's sometimes in where you you listen to a message or somebody says something to you that's like way off. And there's always something to like eat a even if it's like a tiniest nibble of meat, and maybe the rest is all bones. You know, spit it all out. But it's up to you determine to determine to spit out bones or swallow them. Mm. And if you swallow those bones, they're going to upset your stomach ugly. You're going to... Something's going to happen. It's going to mess up coming out. You're going to have a lot of crap in your life. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you like that imagery? I uh, know. <laughs> but I hope that makes sense of what I'm saying is that, that you can really receive from almost anyone and anywhere, but you can receive both good and bad. Yeah. And so you got to pay attention to, you got to just be more mindful of what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we must really do our best to try to try to find instances in the Bible to reference to in order to confirm what is said. I don't know how many times the Bible has saved my life and in such confusing times, mm-hmm. super confusing times. And I found scripture has always been a light in the darkness for me. I want to just give a couple of examples of of instances that even talk about like receiving from people. A time where there was a prophet that was misled by an older prophet. And because he believed the older prophet, 
that uh, because of his position, rather than trusting the true word God spoken to him, mm. he ended up disobeying what God said and was killed by a lion because he was believed the deception of the prophet. His itching ears caused him to be hungry and wanting mm. to rest before he was supposed to. That's in First Kings chapter 13. Another time where Absalom, uh, in the Bible, Absalom was used charm to deceive an entire nation for his own personal gain. He used charm. Think about that for a second. Mm. The simple aspect of charm was used to deceive an entire nation against a great king, David. And it, it caused so much loss. It caused, so many, it caused women to be raped because of his charm and for it to be accepted publicly. Mm. I mean, it was sickening. Yeah. And yet his charm was that deceptive that caused people to accept something so ludicrous, so evil. Delilah... If y'all have ever heard a Bible story of Samson and Delilah, she used beauty and intimacy to disarm Samson of his power. And what a lot of people think is that it only affected Samson. That only Samson, Samson got his eyes gouged out and was led away in bronze shackles. And it was, he was misled by beauty and intimacy. But it didn't just affect Samson. He was the judge for Israel at the time. And he was in the process of liberating people from slavery. And she chose to let her, those people be continued enslaved out of, uh, for money. She was willing to dis- disown Samson and just for money. And she abandoned an entire people in slavery for money. It's just, it was through beauty and intimacy, such dangerous aspects. This is like a relationship series yeah, now. Honestly, yeah. A judge who appeared to be simply down to earth was actually leading an innocent man to death so that he could be politically liked by people. Before Paul went to Rome, the judge said, well, why don't we send you back to Jerusalem so that you can get a better hearing there? And he was appearing to be a friendly. He was appearing to be down to earth, mm-hmm. but his intention was to... Uh, for Paul to be killed by the Jews. And his intention was to gain political likeness, Mm -hmm. but he did it in a way to say, like, I'm cool, I'm I'm that judge that you can have a beer with. And and it was, he was completely, um, had malintentions. A demon-possessed fortune teller was shouting affirmations of what Paul and Barnabas were speaking of the gospel. But the affirmation saying that the demon-possessed fortune teller was shouting, these are men of the Most High and you should listen to them, their message. And men of the God Most High, you should listen to their message. And it seemed like they were affirming their message, but in fact, it, it was trying to distract from the message it was apparently affirming. Mm-hmm. And so even something that sounded affirming was actually intended to be a distraction. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Like super politics right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important when trying to distinguish, it's important to look for intention and motivation of the speaker. It's the most important tool you can use when trying to develop discernment from a situation, from something you heard, from what someone told you. Finally, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 17 through 18, it says, Those false teachers are so eager to win your favor. Mm. But their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them. If someone is eager to do good things for you, that's all right. But let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Paul is is literally Mm. just addressing intention and motivation 
and how how people are being so many people are just led astray or led into a lie led into something that's destructive Mm -hmm. because they're using people to create a following they're using people to make themselves feel better to make themselves feel powerful to make themselves feel influential sometimes it has nothing to even do with money it's just the idea of feeling like you're influential over somebody else this idea of superiority Mm -hmm. that is what paul is warning against and with all of this being said, as we close, there's also a part where Paul says whether uh, these people are only preaching Jesus to spite me, mm-hmm. but whether they preach Jesus for, for a bad intention or for good intention, I rejoice because Jesus is still being preached. Mm-hmm. And there's just such a grace and power in the gospel message of Jesus Christ that even if someone gives you a message and that person's just freak, you found out they were whack that they're just crazy and you're like, I don't even know if I believe anymore because my faith was inspired by someone that is now not, is an atheist. Like all these, all these uh, Christians, Christian worship leaders and authors that are coming out saying, I'm no longer a Christian. And you, people are questioning their faith like, well, I read their book. Yeah. Dude, God can still speak to you. Like, don't even second guess it. That person's just off their rocker now. Yeah. Uh, and you just need to know that you can stand affirmed in your faith and that it's no longer anything about those people. It's about you and your faith. You are in control of your faith. Nobody else. And, you know, before we wrap up, Lauren, I, I know that we kind of finished up on this idea of discernment and how to tell the difference. But what are your final thoughts on it? Yeah, man. Um, a couple of thoughts, I think, like even with um, what you're talking about, the point of whether people have good intentions or bad intentions, sometimes God will still speak through that situation or that yeah. person. And then even your story about the high priest that um, was saying, like, talking about Jesus and t- um, prophetically and telling the people prophetically, like, pretty much what he's going to do, but yet he was still playing a part in in Jesus' death, you know? Yeah. But it made me think and realize that God was more focused on who needed to hear that prophetic message that even with the high priest right there, he needed, uh, those people that were in that crowd or whoever it was needed to hear at that moment uh, the truth about Jesus. So Jesus, you know, God decided to use whoever was available and the one who was speaking was this high priest who who didn't have good intentions, but yet God spoke through him to speak to the crowd. And, you know, just like you're saying too, like that verse in the Bible where it talks about, um, uh, Paul saying like whether they had good intentions or not the message of Christ is being preached so at the end of the day God knows who needs the word God knows who needs to hear about the good news God knows who needs a prophetic word and though God will choose people with humble hearts genuine pure hearts sometimes you'll hear something in the craziest way because that person or that crowd on the other side needed to hear it but God has already said the people with deceptive yeah. hearts with wrong motives he's going to take care of that you know yeah. at the end of the day um and i just think it's so interesting you know the verse that we were talking about it i feel like through this message it's made it really clear of how to identify false prophets um in a sense it's talked about a lot of times they're greedy a lot of times they're chasing money a lot of times you'll notice sexual immorality in their yeah. life. And it's really helped identify some of the bad fruit to look out for. Those that you're listening to or following or, or trying to find spiritual knowledge from. You know, if there's some crazy, especially nowadays. I mean, we've all heard without having to mention 
this weird sexual immorality within the church yeah. and all these you know from years past to even now you hear these stories of these famous pastors or or priests doing things you can't even repeat i mean does that not discredit everything completely yeah. you know but also it makes me think of there's obvious fruits but then there's sometimes people who are just plain ignorant <laughs> Um, and not to be mean, that it's not even that they're greedy or in sexual sin, but they don't know what they're talking about and they're trying to speak into people's lives. Yeah. They're going around. Parking lot prophets. Yeah, they're going around. It's not even that they have these horrible motives, but they just want a following. They just want to be the person that yeah. gives the words. They just want to be the person that people go to and say, Do you have a prophetic word for me? You know, instead of chasing God, they're chasing these prophets, and there's people that are, at the end of the day, just simply ignorant. You know, and so you have to also be aware of the people who claim to know it all that really don't even read their Bible, that don't yeah. even spend time it's with crazy. God, but yet they have these crazy words. And you can identify those people that are, in my opinion, that are always sounding so spiritual, but yet they don't even have a relation with God. Like, oh, I have these dreams all the time, and it's crazy. <laughs> and honestly, though, you know, like, it's like, oh, okay, so like, you must have read the Bible. Like, you seem like you really know God. I don't believe in the Bible really. It's just weird. But God and me are like this and he speaks through me. Yeah, you know, or like tight. I have a word from you and I like have this I see these like people in heaven and this angel's telling me specific it's like when you have those weird situations that this you're kinda crazy. like it sounds spiritual and you're like, Well, they sound very spiritual, but at the end of the day, they really don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and they're really not following God. It's just this weird ooga booga spiritual weird it's just stuff. Psychopaths. It's just don't follow stuff like that. Do they know the Lord Jesus Christ? Are they do they have knowledge of the Bible and is God choosing to use them? There's people that are ignorant and just just wanting a following and sounding crazy and they're weird. So just be careful um is all I'm saying. And so um I think there was something else, but we can wrap it up with that. Yeah. But just be careful because some people not only have horrible intentions and have obvious bad fruits, but sometimes they're just plain weird or ignorant. And you just have to be careful because God wants to speak to you. Yeah. And when Lauren says weird, she's, she's being polite. She means crazy. Like, yeah. you're just crazy. 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 It's not about, like, just being weird like, oh, I like weird music. No, it's like they're, they're like, crazy. And they're going to, like, if you follow them, you're going to go down this crazy path. Yeah. But with all that being said, you know, ending this idea on truth, where are you with Jesus? Where are you with God? And I believe that the most important question to ask, whether if you're trying to receive from somebody or it's just you yourself, is, is Jesus your Lord? Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? That he died on the cross for your sins, for the sins of the world, and that he rose from the dead three days later? Do you believe that? And have you made it an official decision in your life? If you want to do that today, you need to make a prayer. Don't put off what you can do today for tomorrow. Yeah. The Bible says literally today is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. That's an ongoing message. If you need help walking that, that, through that prayer, please message us, and we want to connect with you. We'll want you to walk this journey with you. But... In closing, we really loved our message today. We, we were excited to give this. Um, if you have it on your hearts to, to give to Gravetop Church, you can do that by going on to gravetop.com. Click the Give tab. Um, you can uh, text to give. You can give straight online. You can even use third-party apps like Cash App and Venmo. Um, and it gives all the information there. But we want you to know that when you give uh, to Gravetop Church, you make a difference. You help us to continue these messages. Um, you, you help us to continue to reach people. And so we want to thank you for partnering with us. And we love you all so much. We hope you all have a great evening. Good night. Good night. 
I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.